Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. up know it all you got stuff you don't need to know i'm jay let's get down to it so before we go any further there's one thing that i need to say spoiler alert red alert so this episode is going to be a recap of the first the only i guess time will tell season of wandavision so like i said spoiler alert uh for the entire series uh, especially with the finale um i'm gonna be talking about it so if you haven't seen the finale if you actually haven't seen the series i highly suggest you take a look at it and come on back and take a listen so in the past you know i've looked at tv shows especially tv shows dealing with comic book uh type material uh, I looked at Titans, Stargirl, Batwoman, you know, and I've gone episode by episode on them. And I didn't do that for WandaVision. I decided instead uh, to do a recap. And, you know, the reason I chose to do this was, if you remember, one of the last episode by episodes uh, that I did was, in fact, for Stargirl. And I enjoyed doing it. I mean, uh, you know, I loved the show. I loved going episode by episode. I really loved talking about it. Now, with everything going on uh, in the world, this fabulous pandemic that we're still in the middle of looking for things to watch i decided you know once again to watch star girl and this time i was just watching it for the sake of watching it and while yeah i enjoyed it while watching it for the podcast i just enjoyed it so much more watching it just as a fan just as a a watcher i guess um, without having to think about, well, how am I going to podcast about this and taking notes and things like that? I just got to enjoy the show. So I decided, you know, I liked WandaVision and I did, you know, part of me did want to kind of go episode by episode on it, but I said to myself, no, let me watch it. Let me enjoy it. Let me form my own theories. Let me just kind of be a fan and let's just see where things go with it. And, you know, if I want to, at the end, I'll do a recap. So I most definitely want to do a recap and that's what we're going to be doing. But before we get into WandaVision, there's just kind of one thing I want us to talk about. So as you know, the MCU, the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, Marvel and all that is owned by Disney. Uh, WandaVision is on Disney+. Plus. So I just want to talk kind of briefly about sort of like my love-hate relationship with the wonderful world of Disney, if you'll indulge me for a minute while I do that. 
So I think like most people out there, I mean, I grew up with Disney. Um, you know, I, I mentioned before the wonderful world of Disney. Well, that was a Sunday, a Sunday evening show that would come on, I believe around seven o'clock. They would show different Disney movies and properties and things, mostly movies like from the 60s and, and early 70s. Uh, the Kurt Russell films, like a lot of the early uh, Jodie Foster films like Freaky Friday and um, some of the other ones. Again, names are escaping me right now. So I always kind of liked it. I liked, you know, I grew up watching the movies. I would remember, you know, in the summer there was a theater in my town that every week they would show a different you know, Disney animated film and, you know, starting with Snow White, which was their first feature length film all the way up until probably, probably Sword in the Stone. That was probably the last one that I saw, you know, kind of before Disney had their resurgence and everything. I mean, even, you know, as a kid and even heck, even as a teenager, I always wanted to go and visit, you know, Walt Disney World or, or Disneyland. I mean, Disney was a big part of my life growing up. And I mean, not just as a kid, I mean, as a teenager. And then, of course, when, you know, I got married and I had a child myself, it became a big part of her world, which which means it became a big part of my world. I mean, my daughter Cassie practically grew up with Disney, with the Disney Channel. You know, she's one of those Disney Channel kids. I remember at a very young age uh, for her, she would wake up early to watch, um, I don't know if it was like... Disney Junior or Junior Disney, you know, whatever, you know, from, you know, the early part of the morning was kind of dedicated to little kids. She would watch shows like Bear in the Big Blue House. She would watch Stanley, which was actually a really, really good show. Uh, She learned a lot about animals by watching Stanley. Then, you know, going on to watch stuff like Hannah Montana, uh, The Sweet Life, The Sweet Life on Deck. Um, you know, to go along with that, I mean, my daughter's birthday was not too long ago. She turned 21. Happy birthday, Cassie. And one of the gifts that I got her is I actually got her a cameo from Phil Lewis, who was Mr. Mosby from The Sweet Life and The Sweet Life on Deck, wishing her a happy birthday. And he pretty much did it as Mr. Mosby, making tons of references to the show. And she absolutely loved it, even though now she not she's not really the biggest Disney fan out there. Um, kind of feeling sort of the way I feel that Disney and, you know, Amazon, they're kind of taking over the world. I mean... Disney's going to own everything and Amazon's going to ship it for them. And, you know, by doing this podcast on Anchor, which has something to do with Spotify, which has something to do with Hulu, has something to do with Disney. Am I a Disney employee? Maybe I am. So maybe I really shouldn't talk bad about the big boss. But, you know, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now part of the Disney Universe. I mean, it has been for a while. There's, there's really no news there. But... Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I love it. I hate it. Uh, Disney, I mean. And I don't know. I just wanted to touch on that before we get into WandaVision. So let's do that. And away we go. So, you know, today pretty much was the final episode of WandaVision for this season or perhaps for this series. And I don't know, for some reason, uh, I've never really done this with any of the other episodes. I usually watch them the Friday night when it comes out. I woke up early. I woke up very early um, because I really wanted to watch the finale. I, I don't know why, because the last two episodes really weren't some of my favorites. And I don't know, I guess maybe in my head I felt like, well, you know what? The, the, the prior two episodes were sort of build-up episodes where, you know, we learn about Agatha Harkness and then we kind of get a, a backstory on uh, Wanda 
and it's definitely leading up to something big. I really kind of had it in my heart that it was leading up to something big in the finale, and I woke up early, and I watched it, and I'm going to be honest. If I had recorded this episode right then and there, right after watching that uh, final episode, it would be a totally different podcast than what we're going to do right now, because my initial impression of it was, well, that was a big waste of time for me. You know, I felt like I woke up early to watch something that really was kind of underwhelming. Now, that now again, I'm saying that this was my initial impression. Pretty much turned it off, made sure to watch uh, not one but two mid or end credit scenes. However, you know, you know, however they're labeled nowadays, made sure to watch all of that. Pretty much, kind of made sure there was nothing else left, and I was like, great. Now I got to get ready for work. And while I was getting ready for work and, you know, heading in and kind of getting my day started, I thought back on it and I kind of reflected. And I think this is the reason why I didn't want to go episode by episode on WandaVision and, and be a podcaster and podcast about it. Because just kind of watching it as a fan, I had my initial reaction. Then I thought about it. And, you know, when all was said and done, I thought it was a pretty good finale. I mean, was it a great finale? Was it, you know, did they knock it out of the park? I don't think so. Maybe an inside the park home run, a triple at least. I mean, it was a good episode, definitely better than the last two episodes. Not the best episode by far of the series, but I think they tied it up really, really well. And I think, you know, one of the things that I was really kind of thinking about is, you know, why was I initially disappointed? And then after some reflection, why did I come to appreciate it and like it better? Is I think because when this show came out and, and it premiered, and especially after the first couple episodes, because, you know, the first couple episodes, and again, before I really get into it, I set it up top, I will say it again, red alert, spoiler alert. Those first few episodes were very unique, where we kind of look at the the life of Wanda and Vision um, in the Dick Van Dyke show, in Bewitched, in the Brady Bunch. You know, later on, we see it as family ties. We see it as Malcolm in the middle, and then kind of like The Office, Parks and Rec, you know, single camera kind of show sort of a thing. And I thought that was really, really unique. But once we kind of saw that there was a little bit more to it than that, you know, that it wasn't just, you know, what is this, some crazy kind of sitcom world, you know, that there was something else definitely going on there. You know, this is when all the speculation started. And I think that's what it is, is that this show created a huge buzz. I mean, after every single episode, all you had to do, you know, within an hour or two after it came out was head over to YouTube and already there's easily 10 or 15 videos kind of looking at the current episode and theories and, you know, well, what does this mean? And who is this person? And and what are the mysteries here? I mean, there was a really, really big groundswell. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie. I got caught up in it, too. I really was looking for things. I was coming up with my own theories. Every episode, I was kind of modifying my theories as things changed. And I think what it is, is I kind of forgot for a while that it was a TV show. And I kind of thought of it as something bigger. And, you know, Marvel has all these phases. And, uh, you know, in, in, in all honesty, I have um, I have no idea what phase we're in now. Phase 8, phase 12, phase 19. I'm not really, really sure. But the way when I started watching WandaVision, those first few episodes, and when I kind of got halfway through it, I was looking at WandaVision almost as if it was that first Iron Man movie. Because if you think about it, that first Iron Man movie pretty much kicked off that whole Infinity War saga. I mean, I went into that movie going, wow, they made a movie about Iron Man. That's pretty cool. 
Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good Tony Stark. Wow, this is great. Okay, this is cool. Oh, end credit scene. Oh my God, Nick Fury, the Avengers Initiative. Whoa, what are we doing here? You know, they were building this world. They were building up towards the Infinity War. Endgame happens. Now, I mean, you know, I'm going to kind of say that this is phase two. I mean, yes, I know they had four or five phases leading up to the Infinity War. But, you know, the Infinity War, the Infinity Saga was their first really big, you know, that was the really big, massive tale. Now we're kind of ready for part two, phase two, if you will, even though, like I said, I think the MCU is on phase 72 by now. Not really sure. So I kind of looked at it as like, all right, this is going to be the Iron Man for the next kind of big event that they're setting up you know what is that going to be is it going to be secret invasion is it going to be secret wars is it going to be something else hey disney finally got a hold of all those fox properties maybe we're going to start to bring things in like that you know where is this all going to go and i really kind of felt that this is going to be the jumping off point this is going to be the big point where everything is going to jump off from and you know I think looking at it like that, I had massive expectations. And in the finale, when I didn't get a lot of those questions answered initially, I was like, well, this was kind of a letdown for me. This was a big waste of time. Why did I wake up so early in the morning to watch this huge disappointment? But I'm really glad that I stepped back and I reflected on it. And yeah, afterwards I went and I did watch a couple of videos and actually I kind of turned them off after a while because I was like, you know what? I've been watching enough of this stuff. I actually want to form my own opinions and that's some of the things that I want to talk about. I want to kind of reflect on the series and kind of give my opinions on where I think we're going from here. So I think one of the first big revelations or reflections that I had is, is that, you know, I had to say, look, I can't look at this as this is the jumping off point. This is the big jumping off point for the next big phase in the MCU. I mean, I think it is kind of a jumping off point. You know, you could also say far from home is as well. And I think is, is that, you know, look, Iron Man hit the scene. Nobody knew what to expect from it. And you left that film going, oh my God, you know, they're going to be setting up the Avengers. You know, they're going to have all these movies and, and, you know, they had, a story kind of threading through all those individual movies right up until we got the Avengers. And then, you know, we went from there and we knew that we were building up for the big showdown with the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos. We knew all that was coming. You know, now looking at WandaVision, I was sort of like, this is sort of like the pre-beginning of the next big phase of what's going to be happening with Marvel. And really, to me, you know, when I reflected on it, I realized that this isn't the start of like their next big massive. Well, it is the the start of their next big massive phase, but it wasn't WandaVision's job to kind of give us a clear picture of what's coming next and setting those things up. What WandaVision was, it was the origin story of the Scarlet Witch. Avengers Age of Ultron was the introduction and origin of Wanda Maximoff. And, you know, one of the things I had always kind of said up until WandaVision was, why is nobody calling her the Scarlet Witch? You know, why is there no reference to this at all? She's just Wanda. She's Wanda Maximoff. And part of it, I thought, was, well, if you look at the comics, you know, Wanda and Pietro were actually the children of Magneto. They were mutants. And 
Disney and, and, and Marvel, they didn't have they didn't have that licensing. They they couldn't use the word mutants and they couldn't, you know, reference Magneto or anything like that at all. So I thought, okay, this is why we're kind of twisting things up and changing it up a little bit and yeah, you know, why why was she ever even called the Scarlet Witch to begin with and everything? And what WandaVision did here with, you know, with especially you know, the last episode where Agatha kind of took her step through step, you know, where Agatha was like, look, you have all this amazing power. How are you doing this? How did this happen for you? And we took her from a little girl in Sokovia all the way to, you know, um, being tested on with the Mind Stone and joining the Avengers and kind of, you know, all her grief at losing vision and everything. We got the Scarlet Witch's origin story because to that point, she was just Wanda Maximoff a girl, a woman with powers. Once the events, you know, of Endgame ended and began here in WandaVision, we got the origin of the Scarlet Witch. This was something that she was destined to be. You know, we see it in that episode when she comes in contact with um, the Mind Stone and she has that vision of herself, of who she is going to be. This is the origin story of the Scarlet Witch. And the Scarlet Witch is going to play a pretty big role in what's coming next in the MCU. Not, she's not like the big overall sort of like the big Thanos type character or what have you, but it's going to be something with the Scarlet Witch that's going to like lead to other things that's going to lead to this big massive event, you know, a showdown with another villain or villains, um, you know, the scrolls are probably going to be involved in it. Is it a secret war? Is it a secret invasion? You know, what is it? But by telling us the origin of the Scarlet Witch, we now realize that she is going to be a key player. And I think some of the things that happened in this show, and specifically in the finale, are going to kind of open some doors to begin to set up what's coming next. So overall, like I said, I was looking at this show, especially once it got going, and all the theories are out there. Dottie and her flowers, you know, um, who's Ralph, you know, you know, who's really behind all this, you know, Agnes, Agatha Harkness, you know, who is she really? Is she good? Is she bad? You know, uh, this mysterious Pietro, you know, it's, 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 um, Peter Evans, I believe was the actor. Um, you know, he was the Quicksilver over, you know, in, in the X-Men universe and the Fox universe, you know. Is this the opening? Of, was he pulled from the multiverse, you know? And the thing is, this is TV. It's the small screen. You have to kind of look at it small scale. This simply was to be the origin of the Scarlet Witch, who is going to be a key player in the next big phase of the MCU. And, you know, some other things with uh, the Scarlet Witch's origin, you know, we had the Darkhold. Uh, the Darkhold, of course, was the book that Agatha had that, you know, at first we thought like, and I thought this too, like, ooh, this is something she's going to, she's going to use Wanda to, to help her summon someone or something from, you know, from that mysterious book. And it turns out that it's, you know, the Darkhold really, you know, the impression I got here was it was almost sort of like a dark book of prophecies in the magical world. And Agatha got her hands on it and read about, you know, the, the coming of this Scarlet Witch. And given who Agatha was, when we kind of see Agatha's origin, she wanted that power. She wanted that chaos magic all for herself. You know, and it was the Darkhold that 
it, it wasn't that it created the Scarlet Witch, it foretold her. And now, you know, as we saw in the second end credit scene, Wanda has her hands on it and she's now reading through it, which means she's now teaching herself. She's probably learning to harness and control the chaos magic that she now possesses, that she probably always possessed, but it took something to really bring it out. It wasn't touching the Mind Stone. And, and again, this is now my theory. So, you know, when we kind of saw that the last episode where, again, Agatha, you know, Agatha Harkness is kind of taking Wanda through everything, you know, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? How'd you get this power? We see that when she was a little girl in Sokovium and she had told the story about, you know, the Civil War breaking out and her house being bombed and, you know, her and Pietro pretty much staring at a, a Stark Industries bomb for two days that never exploded. We learned that she actually cast a hex spell on it. I mean, Agatha, she didn't speculate. She said, you know, you did that. You, you cast a hex spell which you know wanda always had that hex powers in the comic books you cast that hex spell so innately wanda was always a witch now it could be easy to say that okay so she came in contact with the mind stone and that sort of unlocked her powers no that unlocks some of her powers the true origin of the scarlet witch came when you know she loses vision she's grief stricken she goes the sword she doesn't go there to steal the body as you know um they tried to lead us to believe, you know, we saw in the second to last episode that she actually went there because she wanted to bury him. You know, she's like, he's, he's not just some machine, you know, he's more to that. He's, he's everything to me, you know, in her showdown with Thanos, like she said, you took everything from me, you know, she, she he, he took vision from her. She just wanted to bury him. She wanted to kind of have that closure. She kind of sort of did, but not really. It wasn't until she saw the deed to the this property in Westview, which, again, did Vision really buy that for her? More than likely, it was a setup by Agatha, you know, trying to draw her out. Agatha, of course, reading the Darkhold, seeing how things were playing out, speculated that this Wanda Maximoff is probably the Scarlet Witch, you know, this, you know, the Scarlet Witch that's been foretold. So when Wanda shows up in Westview and she has all that grief and it's, you know, triggered by the fact that, you know, Vision had bought property for the two of them to have a house and grow old and all that grief came pouring out and it was that grief that was like kind of like the switch that flipped that really turned her into you know or I should say began to turn her into the Scarlet Witch her powers began to develop this is how she created you know a WandaVision you know this this sitcom world for her and Vision and the thing is is this wasn't fully the origin of the Scarlet Witch no that came at the end, you know, after the visions battled one another and there was that whole exchange. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. And she had her showdown with with Agnes and Agnes really basically told her, like, look, you know, you either vision and your children, uh, Billy and Tommy, you know, you've tied them all to this reality that you created, this Westview reality, this WandaVision reality. So it's either you stay here and live with them or you break it all off and you lose them you know, you lose all of them. When Wanda had the strength to realize that that's what she had to do, that she had to say goodbye to Vision, she had to say goodbye to her children, you know, and she finally, finally, after all this time, got that closure. That was kind of like the final switch that needed to be flicked because 
once she kind of realizes and she makes that decision, that's when she really does make that transformation into the Scarlet Witch. She's able to battle Agnes and defeat her. And, you know, that right there is your origin of the Scarlet Witch. You know, and like I said, you know, since I had that chance to kind of, you know, not just jump right in and podcast and go, oh, what the heck? They 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 left me hanging here. You know, they they left us shorthanded. You know, this wasn't a finale. This wasn't a big, big payoff. When I stepped back and reflected and said, okay, it's the origin of the Scarlet Witch. There were some other things that I saw and I, and I really kind of picked up on where I said like, yeah, this is kind of the starting point for the next massive story and the ne- next massive phase in, in the MCU, but n- we're not getting the full picture yet. Wanda is most definitely going to be a key player. The Scarlet Witch is most definitely going to be a key player. And one of the things, you know, that everybody speculated all throughout this entire series is the multiverse. You know, Marvel has the Fox properties now. They have the Fantastic Four. They have the X-Men back. Um, The next Doctor Strange movie, which Scarlet Witch will be in, is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The next Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, it's very, very strongly hinted that it's going to be sort of like a Spider-Verse, like, you know, the Into the Spider-Verse animated movie. That's what this one is going to be. Doctor Strange is going to be making an appearance in that as well. So it's sort of like multiverse, multiverse. Everybody's all keyed up about the multiverse. And I think that's the thing is, is when you got to the end of this, it's like, well, what happened to the multiverse? Where's the multiverse? Did it start? Did it happen? Did she create it? Did she do it? I think we see the very, 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 very beginnings of the potential start of the multiverse, and it happens right here in WandaVision. So pretty much towards the end of the episode, after she defeats Agatha, you know, she she defeats Agatha, and she pretty much turns her back into Agnes. She's like, you know, you're now going to be that nosy neighbor and this and that. Before she does that, Agnes does say to her, you know, you have no idea what you've done. So obviously, you know, in this, in this battle and the decisions that she's made, Agatha realizes that, you know, the Scarlet Witch has unlocked something. And I I think it's the multiverse. And I don't think there was a big, massive explosion. I don't think multiverses are going to start to pop up here and there or whatever. But I think by the actions that she took and the choices that she made, she's beginning to kind of show us that, yeah, a multiverse is coming. She just didn't create it yet, but she's probably going to. So one of the things is, is I think the reason, or I'm sorry, we kind of see the creation of a universe right here. I mean, this WandaVision universe was almost like a mini universe unto itself. After she defeats um, Agatha and she turns her back, like I said, she turns her back into Agnes, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and before that, that transformation is made, Agatha, one of the last things Agatha says is like, you know, you have no idea what you're doing. And Wanda says to her, she's like, or, or no, I'm sorry. You know, Agatha is kind of like, you know, you need me. Like, I could teach you and this and that. And, and Wanda's sort of like, well, I'll always know where you are. And the thing is, is she begins to kind of pull back in this Wanda, this WandaVision universe. You know, we, we, we see like the, the hex starting to come back towards her. And she freed the people of Westview, but she's going to sort of trap Agnes. You know, she's now Agnes. She's going to trap Agnes there. Vision is there and Billy and Tommy are going to be there. And what I think what Wanda did is that she actually created a pocket universe. She created a smaller universe for them to exist in. 
And until she really kind of figures out how to bring them back out and, and, you know, bring her vision back and bring her, her children back, she's going to keep them in this pocket universe, which sort of reminded me of, um, the whole heroes were born thing that Marvel did when onslaught came out and defeated, um, or I'm uh, not defeated, but a lot of the heroes sacrificed themselves to stop onslaught. Some of those heroes were the Fantastic Four. Franklin Richards was very, very distraught about this. He actually created a pocket universe to kind of store, you know, his parents and and Johnny and and Ben Grimm and a lot of the other heroes that sacrificed themselves. He sort of created a pocket universe because he had that power and he kept them in there until he kind of knew what to do with them or, or, or figured out how to sort of bring them back. And if you remember, or if you read the comics, I should say, Agatha Harkness first appeared in the comics as Franklin Richards' nanny, and she kind of helped him sort of realize and develop his reality-type powers before moving over to Wanda and kind of helping her really fully become the Scarlet Witch. And I think that's what we saw Wanda do at the end when she kind of sucked the WandaVision universe back unto herself. She's keeping, you know, Agatha Harkness in there. She's keeping her vision in there and she's keeping her children in there until she can kind of figure out what to do with it. So she's already beginning to kind of toy around with and play around with the idea of a multiverse. And, you know, while I was looking for a big sort of like, oh my God, multiverses are going to pop up, you know, hexagons are going to pop up and, you know, here come the Fantastic Four and here come the X-Men flying through them. I had to remind myself, I'm watching a TV show, you know, we're not going to get a big massive reveal like this on a TV show. We're going to get some reveals, but not these big massive reveals that I was hoping for. And again, like I said, I was glad that I reflected on it and thought about it before just picking up the microphone and going, well, what the heck was that? So another thing that I really kind of liked about the series overall, and again, I didn't really realize this until the finale, until I had a chance to reflect on it. You know, so Wanda becomes a Scarlet Witch who pretty much kind of, um, kind of masters or possesses chaos magic and i kind of joked around with myself i was like well i kind of felt like i watched chaos tv hmm yeah it was kind of chaos tv i mean starting off with the craziness of of them living in a sitcom world where you know the first episode is sort of like you know wanda has to make dinner for vision's boss and this and that but then it kind of got dark when you know, Mr. Hart, who was Vision's boss, was sort of like, you know, who are you? Who are you? And he starts demanding this of Wanda. He begins to choke and Wanda kind of breaks character and, and you know, tell, you know, Viz, you know, you know what you need to do. You know, you knew that there was something really weird going on here. And the thing is, is, you know, I, I you look at a lot of the hints and things that were dropped and, um, you know, there's a, there's a, um, a term that's used in, in the theater and playwrights. It's called Chekhov's gun, you know, um, Anton Chekhov was a famous playwright, and that this rule of his is sort of like if you introduce a gun in the first act, you got to use it in the third act. So there were a lot of things that were introduced in this show that never panned out or played out. I mean, one of them was Jimmy Woo's uh, witness. You know, what brought Jimmy Woo here to Westview? Well, he had to check up on somebody who was in witness protection. What became of this person? We have no idea if this person even exists or, you know, did Jimmy forget about them? You know, were they going to be somebody big? Was it going to be, you know, like a new character that, that they were going to introduce? Was it going to be somebody from, you know, the Fox universe sort of bleeding through into here? 
Or was it the fact that when Wanda started all this and started to kind of dabble in this chaos magic that she didn't know she had and had no idea to control, was this notion of a, of a witness, was that what brought Jimmy there? Because, you know, Jimmy Wu, of course, you know, FBI agent, we saw him in the second Ant-Man movie. He's most likely going to appear in the next Ant-Man movie, which has to do with the quantum realm which again could kind of be considered an extension of a multiverse or a multiverse into itself. So now he's going to go back into that, having already dealt with, you know, what he saw here in WandaVision. So he's going to be a bigger ally to Ant-Man. It's sort of like he was prepped for it. Maybe there really was a witness that he had to check on. Maybe it was Wanda's chaos magic that kind of bled out. And that's what drew him in there. I mean, like I said, chaos magic was introduced here. And it's almost sort of like Chaos TV was introduced here. You know, there were hints and Easter eggs and everything everywhere that made people speculate. The engineer. Who was Monica's engineer? You know, everybody was like, oh, my God, it's going to be Reed Richards. It could be Dr. Doom. I was thinking Hank McCoy, you know, and it turned out not to be anybody at all. Again, is that, you know, Chekhov's, you know, was that Chekhov's engineer? You know, we're, we're talking about this engineer and she's texting this engineer and I'm meeting him in an hour and I'm meeting the engineer over the ridge and we don't get any payoff with it. You know, is that chaos magic in effect? Is this chaos TV in effect where, you know, when you're going to watch anything involving the Scarlet Witch, do you have to kind of throw those rules out now and just say like these Easter eggs and these hints probably aren't going to pan out to be much of anything. So looking back at this series as a whole, you know, the first few episodes, like I said, the uh, the Dick Van Dyke, the Bewitched, the Brady Bunch, um, you know, those those episodes were pretty good uh, where we kind of pulled back and was sort of like, you know, pardon the interruption, like, let's kind of recap and kind of show you what's going out in the real world. Like, eh, really wasn't that great. You know, I mean, the series definitely had its ups and downs. Um, but I think, you know, also looking at some of the performances that we saw in the show, I think they were really, really good. Um, first one I want to talk about is Catherine Hahn, uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn played Agnes, Agatha Harkness, and I love Catherine Hahn. I mean, I think she's an amazing character actor. Um, you know, I loved her uh, on Parks and Rec as as the uh, political, you know, putting together uh, the political campaigns, the campaign manager. I mean, she was just awesome in that. Uh, I loved her as Rabbi Raquel in um, the Amazon Prime show Transparent. Um, she was in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, which I've seen people take that and kind of, you know, when when um, Dewey Cox kind of breaks up with her, you know, they're sort of like, is this the origin of Agatha Harkness? Um, that was kind of funny. I mean, I think she did an amazing job here. Um, like I said, she's a great character actor. She can, you know, very well overact and ham it up when it needs to be and i think you know making her as agnes and of course as agatha as well i think she did a really really good job of that tiona paris who played uh you know monica rambeau who's now essentially photon i think she did an absolute and amazing job in her final end credit scene you know it's sort of like you know uh captain rambo you know they need to talk to you and a scroll reveals herself. She's like, you know, I'm a friend of your mother's. Um, a scroll reveals uh, herself to Monica and sort of says, you know, my boss needs to see you. And, you know, well, who's your boss? And she points up towards the sky, which, of course, is going to be Nick Fury. Remember, Nick Fury's in space. Now, some people are saying, well, when we saw Far From Home, he was in space, but he wanted to come home. 
But don't forget, that takes place months after Endgame. This is weeks after Endgame. So Nick Fury is still in space and Monica Rambeau is headed up there to see him. And I think we're definitely going to see her in, in some movies here. And I think she's an amazing actress and she's going to do a great job. Randall Park and Kat Dennings. Okay, so... I was very happy to see Randall Park. I love Randall Park. He's a great actor. Love him on Fresh Off the Boat. Um, always be my maybe. You know, anything he does, you know, when he when he he was one of the bright spots in that second Ant-Man movie as Jimmy Woo. And I loved him here as Jimmy Woo in the beginning. Especially with his intro especially with his introduction where he he does, you know, the uh the the up close magic with the flourish and everything. I thought that was absolutely amazing. But then I was sort of like, well, why is this guy here? Then they bring in Kat Dennings, who plays Darcy. And I was just like, well, why is she here? Yeah, she's a scientist, but you couldn't get somebody else. Not a fan of Kat Dennings. Never like Two Broke Girls. I don't know. It's She's not for me. It's just, I, I don't get it, I guess. And I don't know why she was here. Um... You know, it's like she's the comic relief, but it's like, do we need comic relief every five minutes? I mean, there's some really serious stuff happening, and she's cracking wise. And I did like it at one point when some jokes were kind of flying, um, not really coming from Kat Dennings or, or coming from Darcy, I should say, but some jokes were f- sort of flying around. And, you know, Randall Park, Jimmy Woo was sort of like, you know, hey, can we take this serious for a minute here? I, I, I was kind of glad to see that. Uh, I love seeing him, and I think his exposure here to Wanda and to, you know, this chaos magic and everything that he saw is only going to help him out when he returns in the third Ant-Man movie that is going to, of course, deal with the quantum realm. I think he's going to definitely have a bigger role, and I can't wait to see that. So kind of wrapping everything up here, I would say overall, I thought the series was pretty good. First few episodes, you know, those sitcom episodes were absolutely amazing. I absolutely love them. Some of the sort of, you know, pulling us back to reality, like that whole one with the introduction to Jimmy and with Darcy and, the, you know, hey, you know, yeah, this is these are the one division episodes that you watch. But let's watch what they were watching while you were watching that sort of a thing. I was like, yeah, I was, really wasn't into that. Some of those middle episodes kind of fell apart for me. Love the Halloween special. Did kind of love the buildup. The last two episodes before the finale wasn't really thrilled with them. Last week's episode with um, Agatha kind of taking Wanda through her stages, like sort of like her origin from the little girl in Sokovia all the way up to the present day, I thought was good. And like I said, the finale initially wasn't a big fan of it, but I I definitely think they did a good job and I think they pulled it off. And overall, I think this was a pretty good series. I do think it sets up a few things. Um, I already kind of talked about the beginnings of the multiverse with the pocket universe that I think Wanda created to keep Vision and her kids and, and Agatha there. Scrolls, we got scrolls. You know, far from home, we see that there was a scroll, Nick Fury, um, you know, and that the real Nick Fury was in space with scrolls. I do think in that one scene when Monica was supposed to meet the engineer, the engineer everybody was so keyed up on meeting, that little hidden division of sword, you know, that they told Monica that, you know, hey, we're still, you know, we still believe what your mother believed. I think those were scrolls too. 
I really do. I think that Monica's mother, you know, had a great relationship with the scrolls, you know, with her, with Captain Marvel, with uh, Nick Fury. And I, I believe Monica's mother and Nick Fury helped scrolls come here to Earth and sort of blend into our society. And they're definitely going to play a big role in whatever the next big Marvel saga is going to be. We got two visions. <laughs> um, we have Wanda's vision, who is, again, I think he is now contained within this pocket universe that she created somewhere. And we have the white vision. Um, I did like the fact that Wanda's vision did sort of like download because he said, like, he goes, look, I'm essentially you. I don't have the memories. And Wanda's vision is like, well, I do. And he downloaded them into this new white vision and he flew off. And it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. How much of Wanda does he remember? Are they going to reconnect? It's going to be very, very interesting. And like I said, I definitely think they set up um, a lot of good things. But really, I think the big thing you need to take away from this is the fact that this is the origin of the Scarlet Witch, who's going to be a pretty big key player in things to come in the MCU. So, you know, before I sign off, one thing I want to say is, is, yeah, I didn't do an episode by episode recap, you know, talking about each and every episode. If you guys really do want to hear a good episode by episode recap, my friends John and Alan over at the Nerd and Me podcast, they did a really, really good job. I listened every week. I actually love listening to the two of them kind of driving themselves crazy, coming up with theories and trying to figure things out. And, you know, are we looking too deep into things? Are we not looking deep enough into things? And, you know, that was kind of the reason why I didn't want to go episode by episode, but I appreciated that they did that. So um, check out uh, the Nerd and Me podcast, Alan and John. They do a great, great job. They, of course, are going to also talk about the finale. I'm sure they're going to have their big wrap up and everything. So definitely check them out. And as always, guys. Thanks for listening. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Know it all. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Sparky, too.